Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Tuesday, November 14th. I hope you are doing well today as we uh, journey together toward Jesus. Uh, so thankful for uh, Mike and his interview with Alexa yesterday. Uh, that was just such a great insight into uh, the, the world of foster care and uh, the um, kind of a, as a follow-up to Stan Sunday. I would encourage you, if you uh, haven't already considered signing up for the Gateway Portal and uh, being a part of uh, that as a kind of initial first step. But um, we would love to see care communities start to form in a way that would be able to care very intentionally for uh, those who are fostering, um, as well as we uh, have been uh, trying to work through some possibilities with um, a young uh, a young man in York County Prison who uh, is being released in the spring that we're uh, trying to figure out a care community to surround as well as uh, a place uh, to live for him uh, along with some um, specific needs uh, as he uh, as he gets out and uh, needs just a healthy place to restart uh, going going home isn't a good option for him and so uh, we want to figure out ways to be able to care and lots and lots of other um, needs the uh, refugee crisis in uh, York and in the world around us we continue to have uh, Haitians as well as others who are uh, coming into York and just need assistance need need help and it's more than uh, one person or a small group of people can do. There really needs to be a community to come around them. And so it's a great opportunity to step into that. Um, as I mentioned on Sunday and Mike mentioned yesterday on the podcast, Ashley Abrahamson is going to be our point person as it relates to foster care. And uh, you're welcome to reach out to her. Uh, she will be able to start to uh, put some names and information together. And you're also certainly welcome to reach out to the church office as we uh, seek to figure out what it looks like for us to follow Jesus in obedience. Um, I, I actually want to kind of step into that a bit today with uh, a follow-up to Mike's message on Sunday. So uh, first of all, uh, thank you to uh, Mike Duggar for stepping in. Uh, did such a great job of kind of talking through that idea of what it means to preach the gospel through our actions, what it means for us to step into the even greater things that Jesus said that we would do, which is a, a pretty profound promise, right? That we're going to do even greater things than he did. Like Jesus did some pretty remarkable things. And so uh, what does it mean? And theologians have wrestled with that uh, over the years. What do, Does he mean that there would just be more of us than him? And so uh, because he was contained to space and time as an incarnate man, that by the Holy Spirit uh, filling all of of us as followers of Jesus, we would do more in breadth than uh, what Jesus did? Or, or did he mean qualitatively there would be more done through his followers than what, what he did, that we would do literally greater things? And um, I think that there's probably a little bit of all of that that's part of the answer to the question. But I want to uh, dig back into a, a resource that I quoted a week ago. Um, that um, actually got the, the teens a, a little fired up unnecessarily. Uh, it was a book called Dominion, written by Tom Holland. And uh, when they heard Tom Holland, if you're not familiar, that's a, uh, an actor who uh, plays Spider-Man. So they thought I was quoting Spider-Man. They were, they were pretty fired up. Um, I was quoting a British historian. Um, anybody who quotes Dallas Willard as often as me is unlikely to quote Spider-Man. So just as an FYI. But um, Holland's book Dominion is a, a 
really, really brilliant treatment of the way the world has emerged around Christianity. And um, it, it can be a dry read at times, honestly. Uh, it's, he's a historian, and he's kind of walking through the entirety of, um, of the history of the world. Well, at least from, from his perspective, uh, you can't do the history of the world in 600 pages, but you know, he does um, a, a, a wide swath of the uh, history of the world over that time. But what he notes, which I think is so fascinating, is that even movements that have pushed away from Christianity, whether that be um, the the movements uh, of uh, Islam when um, the the um, the the beginning of the Islamic movement uh, started and uh, the uh, Ottoman Empire expanded, or whether it be um, intentional moves away from Christianity uh, embodied by people like Voltaire and um, the the Enlightenment thinkers that give way to the new atheists and um, those who are uh, pushing back against Christianity. In all of those instances, and in just about every country and every culture in the world, there are remnants of the way that um, the, the Bible describes humanity, meaning that we have learned things like morality and things uh, like, like care for the poor, um, uh, the way that we kind of orient our, our conscience, the things that we think are right to do and things that we think are not right to do. Those things have emerged largely out of the Christian movement. And what Holland does is look back at the Roman Empire and prior to the Roman Empire at how that morality was largely absent. And then as a compare and contrast, he looks at how some of these movements that have pushed away from Christianity as Christianity has um, has lost some of its influence in certain areas, particularly of the West in the last several centuries, and notes how the the imprint of Christianity, the heart of Christianity, has continued on. That the way of Jesus, even when Jesus isn't credited for that way, is a profound influence on the world around us. Why is that important? Well, as we think about the, the church, the people of God doing even greater things than Jesus did, one of the answers to that question, or what, what is that and what does that mean? One of the answers to that question is that the culture has actually shifted. That um, while we may feel a pushback to the specifics of the Christian message, the heart of Christianity is agreed upon by all people. And uh, what, what's fascinating is um, it's not always logically coherent. So there are those who hold to a very secularized worldview that says there is no such thing as God, and um, there there is no such thing as inherent um, uh, uh, inherent goodness and badness. But they do hold to uh, things like human dignity and a um, a desire to. Um, to come alongside those who are broken and in need, those who are helpless, um, th- those who are weak. There's a, um, a willingness and a desire to come alongside. Why is that? Well, it doesn't actually make any sense within the secularized worldview. I mean, it's a survival of the fittest kind of world, the way that Darwin laid it out and has been expanded by uh, Darwin's followers over the years is certainly not a, um, a, a kind and compassionate world. And yet, the um, the largely liberalized movement that has uh, embraced secularism 
does move that direction. It moves towards care for the poor and the hurting, the helpless. Why is that? Well, I would argue, uh, and actually Holland would argue, it's because of the great influence of Christianity over the centuries. That even though um, the culture at various times moves closer to and further away from Christendom, you may remember me using that word a few uh, a few weeks ago, that idea of a Christianized culture that understands uh, the heart of Christianity, the culture may move back and forth closer to or away from that. But the principles of Christianity that have been established over the last two millennia have so deeply influenced our, um, our, the cultural milieu around us that they become uh, inherent to what it means for us to just be human, not as followers of Jesus, but just as good humans. They become the way that we think about the world around us. And so what's the greater thing that the followers of Jesus did? Well, again, lots of answers to that. Some of them are miraculous and powerful. Some of them are, um, are, are subtle. Some of them are in expanse. But one of them is that Jesus, in his time, didn't set out to change the culture. He set out to change the hearts of a few who would change the hearts of others who over time, uh, over, over centuries, would change the culture. Uh, it, it is true that Christianity overthrew effectively the philosophy, at least, of the Roman Empire. But remember, it took 300 years. It, it, in the moment, that, was, um, that, that looked very, very different when uh, Nero was using Christians as human torches to light his gardens when Christians were being fed to the lions and uh, burned at the stake and beheaded, uh, the, the reality of the culture looked very different than it did 300 years later. And those who were in that first century, um, they, they wouldn't have had any understanding, just as Jesus was not um, setting out even to change the culture. But the culture indeed was changed. And that's one of the greater things. There's lots of them, but that's one of the greater things that have happened since the Holy Spirit has come to embody his people. And so as we go through the world, recognize that there are certain things that are just inherent to the world that we live in because of the goodness of God. And when we follow Jesus, we're lining ourselves up with the way that we were ultimately created, the way that um, God has made us to be. And so um, let's uh, celebrate that together as we go into the week this week and uh, continue to follow Jesus, preach the gospel with our actions. May the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. May you sense his spirit on you and in you and transforming you and especially flowing from you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of the day. Looking forward to being back with you again tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.